The following is a broadcast service of Kentucky Wesleyan College and WKWC 90.3 FM. Welcome to the Wesleyan Airway, a show where we get to talk about a myriad of wonderful topics with just a great array of, of experts in their fields and great people. And today I am honored to have Kelly Flick, the grant operator for Kentucky Wesleyan College. Kelly, thank you for joining me. I know you've had a very busy week, so I appreciate your, your coming into the studio. Thank you for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah. So when I was a student and before I really got involved in, in the administrative part of a- academics, I had no clue what was a grant writer. So can you give us just a short history of what is a grant writer and how you got interested in the position and how you ended up at Kentucky Wesleyan College? Sure, sure. So grant writing is um, it's a whole process with identifying the grants, building relationships with the funders, identifying the need and being able to express that in writing what the need is, how you're going to meet the need and what your costs are associated with it. And then once you get the grant, it's so important to do exactly what you promised you'd do and do your reporting, final report and report and continuing that relationship with the funder continue growing the relationship with the funder. And when you talk about a funder, where are some of the things? So when if, if I were to sit down, if I wanted to go into grant writing, I'd probably have to improve my writing. But if I were to go into grant writing, where do I begin to look for grants? What kind of people are those who would donate and give grants? And so what, what type of things have you done? And, and how long have you been at Kentucky Wesleyan College, by the way? I've been here a little over three years. Wow. So, yeah, I know. I know. Time flies. We're having fun. Yes. So there's three types of grant. There's grants. There's private foundations. Mm-hmm. There's there's federal grants and there's state grants. So your your federal, your government grants, they pretty much are all tied to a website. So there's a general website you can go to that lists every grant, but then you can go to each um, individual foundation, like the National Education Endowment has their own grants. And then, you know, d- you can search them that way. Private funders are a little different. We mm-hmm. have a, um, we subscribe to a database here where we find foundations. And then I have a couple others through my professional organizations where I'll get pop-ups every day of different grant opportunities mm-hmm. or um, access to other organizations that provide grants. And sometimes you can just do a Google search too and something will pop up. And how do you know if you're a good fit for a grant? Well, so... Grants always have to be focused about the mission. So they're not intended to be used for general operating expenses for an organization. It's always program focused. So you really have to look at what their priorities are. Every funder has certain things that they fund. And if it aligns well with your mission, then you know it's a good fit. What are some of the things that you've done for Kentucky Wesleyan College? Well, um, we've done quite a bit. And that's one thing that I really like about my job here is that I get to work with every different department on different things. Uh, the biggest success we've had is getting a fund, uh, getting funding through the Kentucky Department of Homeland Security to continue growing our security efforts on campus. Mm-hmm. And so that funding came from the federal government through FEMA, and then it trickles down to every state government across the country, and then they select projects they think are worthy. And so we have been uh, very fortunate to have been approved for three grants. We, of course, have our exterior camera grant that's already um, installed. And that was 150 cameras? Yes. Okay. Uh, well, $150,000, yes. About no, but 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 it was roughly 150 cameras, yes, correct? Yes, correct. So correct. So Which anybody who comes previously. onto campus now is going to be on camera. They are. Smile, you're on camera. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I walk my dog around campus, and I, I go by the the different cameras all the time, and uh, so I always I always wave. wave. 
There so, you go. <laughs> so somewhere on on the camera, you can see me waving. There you go. There you go. Um, so we have that grant with the for security, and and what are the other grants with with security? Sure. Um, so we're starting outward and working our way in. So mm-hmm. the next one we're working on now, and I really hope will be wrapped up by spring, is interior cameras. Mm-hmm. And so that will be at the entryway of each doors. So it will not be it will not be in every classroom. <coughs> it will just be able to see who's coming and leaving the buildings. Okay. So if there's um, let's say vandalism or something, and we know about when it happened, we can look at the security cameras and say who came. This is who's been in and out during that time frame. Okay. You know, if there's an intruder or something, we will know how they came in and right, right. went. And then our third project is to add to our existing slide system. Um, electronic access, door ele- entry. Yes, ele- electronic door entry. And to we have one in place right now, but we're getting another one to add to what we have and okay. then also to toggle the two systems so they work seamlessly. And that was going to be my next question. Uh, often when you update a system, you have to replace the old system. And in this case, we will not have to do that. Right. That's my understanding that Good. they can just change the components out. And the ultimate goal with that is if um, if there is an intruder, if there is a concern, once all the doors have locks on them, that we should be able mm-hmm. to, you know, go to an app and lock all the doors at one time. That is the ultimate goal. So that, again, improve safety, keep right. everybody in. Right. The good guys in, the bad guys out. <laughs> and, and that is that is a hope. And you, you, you can't keep. There's not, there's never a hundred percent safety. Correct. And, and a lot of what we are trying to do is, is just make sure that we can track. And mm-hmm. I think what a lot of people don't realize with the cameras, often they're not preventative. Right. But they help us solve the caper, if right. you will. And we've actually used the external cameras to solve several issues that arose. And, and luckily none of them were, were at a grievous level. Right. But there were acts of vandalism that occurred on campus and the cameras helped us track down the people who were involved. And then we were able to adjudicate uh, there you wh- go. What, what should be the, the punishment, so to speak. Right. But uh, it's good. So I always found it interesting going off the, the grant topic a little bit. When, when I was in college, if somebody had mentioned the, pro- the, 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 the probability of putting internal cameras mm-hmm anywhere near we probably would have rioted and right. and i know that students today are very different they don't mind having that camera they don't mind being on and i'm right. I, I, I have to wonder is, is that just part of how we how this generation has grown up with social media they're right. they're on facebook they're on tiktok they're on twitter they're on, or x i guess we call it yeah. now but they're just so much more used to having their image somewhere right whereas we we're extremely defiant on that aspect. Right. I think, and I've always told my children that you should always assume that you are on camera wherever you yeah. go, because everybody in our neighborhood has it. Walmart has it. Every grocery, you are pretty much on camera. I would bet 95% of the time now. Because when you have ring doorbells. Right. Ring doorbells. And so I just, and I try to remind myself of that too. You're always on camera. You are right. always so, and, and you know, with the safety, one of the things with that too is it's not just the physical things of, of the security cameras and, and that, but as a campus, we've done so many other things like, you know, increased our lighting on campus. We fixed the- now, did we have a grant for the lighting? No, and that was before my time. Okay. Um, so I don't think we did. So we have before Kelly, after Kelly. That's right. Okay. But I think like some of the work we've done on our sidewalks makes the campus yes, safer right. too. So I think sometimes people, um, it, we just think a, a, kind of a narrow view of it, but as campus, we've done a lot of safety Well, I know I, I walk my 
dog around, and especially this time of year, it's generally dark in the evening when mm-hmm. I take him around. And the campus is lit up for the most part like a parking lot. And, right. and there are a few areas yet that, that are still in the shadows, but I think we've done a really good job in the last four or five years of doing that. And sidewalks to me is almost like trash collection. Yeah. Uh, Every year you look at the sidewalks and say, why aren't we fixing these? And every year you fix them, but every year another part breaks. And it's kind of like trash collection. There's always trash. If you don't pick it up, it it, it just piles up and and compiles and becomes a nuisance. And and so you have to pick it up every day. Right, right. And with sidewalks, you have to fix them every year. Yes. And so uh, I've noticed, I know the Grove when I first arrived was almost unwalkable and they've done just a very Mm -hmm. nice job on there. So all right. So those are you're, you're talking about security grants, state grants, uh, some of the federal grants with FEMA, but you also work with faculty. Right. And, and how does that work? So if I'm a faculty member and I want to write a grant, I generally don't have the background to know exactly what may be out there or, or how to go about getting it. And, 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 and off, especially with faculty training, this is nothing against faculty, but they aren't budget people. Right. So where, how do you help with that aspect? Sure. So grants always have the same components to them. They'll want the history of the college, and then there's the program part of it. Mm-hmm. And so when I meet with faculty, well, first of all, if I find a grant that I think looks fitting for any of our departments, I will send it to that faculty and say, So hey, you're very proactive. Yeah, very which proactive. Is great. I found this information. If you're interested in it, let me know. And sometimes there's an interest, and sometimes there's not. Okay. Um, and that's okay, too. Everybody's so busy. Um, so that's how I get the information out. And then sometimes they will just ask to meet me with me and we talk about what their needs are and mm-hmm. what they want to do, what their vision is. And then I can start looking for grants that match that. Okay. So um, you, you do a lot of the front work for them. Mm-hmm. And and then I assume they write their area of expertise. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, as I always say, you do not want me to write a grant for physics because Correct. Well, I, it's out of, my, out of my realm. It's yeah. So as an organic chemist, I, I once wrote a grant for funding. The topic was three-dimensional aromaticity in hydrocarbon cages. Interesting. So I, stuff. I don't think there are a lot of people who have the expertise or interest to write a grant in that area. Right. I right. find it completely fascinating. So I did. I'm a little bothered that nobody else does. But that, that's <laughs> topic for another day. So getting off topic a little bit. So one, one, you, you still haven't told us how you came to Kentucky Wesleyan College. Your skills could have gone many different places and yet you're here and we are grateful you're here. So how did you come to be at Kentucky Wesleyan College? Well, you know, so I think this is something really great that our students can grasp onto is that my background in education was not in grant writing. Mm -hmm. I didn't go to school for that. But um, what my career up till now has been working in executive management for nonprofit organizations. And my calling was always to small organizations where I did everything. And that's my personality. I like to stay busy. Mm -hmm. And so the way that I was able to support these organizations when I worked there was through grant writing. And I really enjoy doing that. So um, and then when I just got to a point where I thought I really don't want to do the administrative part, I just want to focus on grant writing. That's what I like best about everything. I don't okay. have to worry about volunteer recruitment, um, making payroll or, you know, developing new programs. And then <coughs> this opportunity opened here. and I thought this is just perfect. It's perfect. And I, I strongly believe in higher education. I'm a first gen myself. OK, um, so I really believe in that. And um, as did my parents. I mean, that was yeah. their goal. There was no doubt that my brother and I were going to college and, you know, and therefore I have ingrained that in my children. Well, and, and, and from our standpoint, you are the first official grant writer we have had in the college in the history, which is uh, uh, so it was long overdue, 
But the reality of, I, I think we used to, prior to your arrival, we're, we'd be lucky if we brought in forty or $50,000 in a given year for grants. In the last couple of years, you've brought in well over half a million. Right. And, and so that, that really shows how that focus on trying to get those money. And there's a lot of money out there. We just have mm-hmm. to know how to, how to go after it. Right. So. And some grants, I mean, are for education, but it's K through 12. Some are exclusive to higher right. ed. And so it's really just finding what is the good fit and then selling it, really. You're, right. you're selling the need. Um, but it's always, every grant is is for the betterment of the um, of our students. It's always the mission is to provide, you know, education for students right. in a learning environment. So every grant focuses on that. It might be for classroom equipment or, or even security. You might think, well, that's just security. Well, no, we're keeping people safe because of that. They don't have to worry about that. They can concentrate more on their class. So it's really, that really has to be the focus is the betterment of the college. We and all that, benefit from and it. And that's great. And and I know when I used to write my own grants for the National Science Foundation, the hit rate was right around 10%. Mm-hmm. So as a grant writer, you have to not only be diligent in looking and proactive and seeking, but you have to have somewhat of a thick skin. Yeah. Because they aren't, not everybody's nice when, right. when they turn down your grant. So what is your hit rate like? And and you may not know it exactly, and I'm not trying to put you on the line for that, but in general, and and this is mainly for the students, when you go out to try something, it doesn't always work the first time. So developing a relationship, what I have found is if you just send a cold letter to a funder and say, hey, I would like you to fund this, you're almost always going to get shot down for Mm -hmm. it. But if you develop that relationship before and they learn about you, you learn about them, because we have to remember that these people receive hundreds of applications. And so what is yours going to be that's going to make them stand out? And it's the same thing. If you go to a job interview, what makes me different from any candidate? Every candidate's in the waiting room. Why am I different? What can I bring to the table that helps? And that's really what it is with grants, too, is how do we differentiate? Um, I always love to start my cover letters with and follow up to our conversation last week to just kind of jog their memory. Oh, yeah, I did speak with her. Um, and it just, that personal thing really, I think, makes people more apt to give because it develops a trust, you know, and they're like, well, you know. And that is interested. so important. And you mentioned you were a first generation student, as am I. And we talk about the importance of liberal arts education and what you're talking about, the outreach, the communication, the connectivity. Yes. All of those are things yes. that we teach as part of an undergraduate curriculum at a liberal, liberal arts college. And I right. think that is so important. And the other thing to know is that, that student tuition often does not cover student expenses. And, and right. people don't realize that. They always think of colleges as being money sinks, that we just have right. all this, this untapped I wish. pile of wealth. Yes, But, <laughs> but grant writing is so important right. to ensure that not only are we adding security and adding technology to the classrooms and keeping everything updated, but that we're also covering to, to an extent, some of the expenses for our students. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. We've gotten grants for scholarships, um, grants to, you know, uh, stock the food pantry, um, grants for um, mission trips and, you know, conferences that our students can go to and learning experiences. Which is extremely important. Uh, otherwise, Absolutely. it doesn't matter how much you learn in the classroom if you don't have a chance right. to really show what you have learned. So let's, let's talk about something a little more important. And I've seen you duck pin bowling. Yes. So yeah. I wasn't very good, but well, it was fun. I don't think you... <laughs> I don't think anyone's supposed to be good at duck pin bowling. I don't right? think anybody got a strike that time. Nobody. It's impossible. It could be perfect and none of them. No, it's yeah. very different from bowling. It's very different. It, it, you get to throw three balls and, and I still don't know how the scoring works. And <laughs> I don't know that we actually kept score. 
but it was a great deal of fun. It was. It was. So. And it was so nice meeting the um, our alumni up there yeah. in Indianapolis. It was a good time. So talking about Duck Pinball, what do you do outside of work? You don't write grants 24 hours a day. If you did, you wouldn't have the personality we need to be a good grant writer. Right. So so you obviously have, have interests outside of work. What do you do? Sure. Um, well, I love working in my yard. I like riding my bicycle. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm really just kind of an outdoorsy kind of person. I love to shop. Oh. So that is, and sometimes I don't even buy anything just to get out and have quiet time and do my own thing and not have to think about anything. Oh, and I also love to read. I have a, a lot of, I have like two books going right now, back and forth that I'm reading. What type of genre of reading? Oh, well, I call them uh, fairy tale books because okay. they always have happy endings and they usually take, <laughs> <laughs> they usually take place on a beach. They don't have a lot of drama because life has enough drama in it. I, so I just like, you know, beachy so relaxing. Books, relaxing beachy okay. books that talk about people's lives. I also like biographies too. Okay. Um, well, I've talked books sometime. I love yeah. reading. I, I tend to go through probably three or four books a week. I just, it's for me a way oh, to relax really? in the evening. I, yeah. Can't go to sleep unless I've I've done a, yeah. a fair bit of reading. So it, right. we'll have to chat a little sure. bit more in depth. Yeah. We are out of time. Okay. But as my guest, I want to thank you once again. And I always offer my guest the chance to give the last word. So what would you like to say to our listeners today? I've thought about this. So what I think is really important is for students to know, and I know there are a lot of faculty that can relate to this, that... Um, with a liberal arts education, you learn so much more than maybe you realized at the time. My undergraduate degree was in hospitality management, as it's known today. Mm-hmm. My graduate degree is in public health administration. And of course, it's not grant writing. I didn't even take any grant writing classes in that. But I can say with certainty that everything in those programs yeah. um, has applied to what I do in some facet of my life. So even if you're getting a degree and you think, what am I going to do with this? You will use it at some point in your life. You will use it. And your skills are so transferable. Yeah. You can take it and do you know, anything with it. Um, so, and I'm just such a supporter of higher ed. There's so much, there's so much available you can take from that and, and, and grow your life and shape it the way you want. And your opportunities are endless. Uh, that's a, a perfect statement. And again, we are grateful to have you at Kentucky Thank Wesleyan you. College. So for everybody out there, be good to each other and more importantly, be good to yourself. And until next time, goodbye. The proceeding was a broadcast service of Kentucky Wesleyan College and WKWC. Cannot be reproduced, rebroadcast, or recorded without written permission by the show's host, WKWC, or Kentucky Wesleyan College.